When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 672. What is Stoicism? How can it turn your life to solid gold? Part two by Mr. Money Mustache of mrmoneymustache.com. And I'm Justin Mollick. This is the podcast where I act as a personal narrator for you, totally free of charge, unless you want to contribute, of course. I narrate the best blogs on personal development, minimalism, productivity, and more. Now, today's article is actually a continuation from yesterday, so if you're new here, I'd recommend checking out yesterday's episode first. But if you're all caught up, let's get right to it and continue optimizing your life. What is Stoicism and how can it turn your life to solid gold? Part two by Mr. Money Mustache of mrmoneymustache.com. Moving from the mental to the physical, Stoics actually enjoy experimenting with voluntary discomfort. As a contemporary Stoic, you might make a point of seeing how long you can leave the air conditioning off on a summer day, or try hiking in bare feet instead of shoes occasionally to feel the land and force your feet to adapt to tougher conditions than a moisture-wicking merino wool hiking sock. It sounds absurd by modern standards, until you realize that by doing this, you are actually broadening your comfort zone even while you eliminate your fear of discomfort. Thanks to the practice you just heard, you are now able to enjoy yourself in a much broader range of temperatures and appreciate the comfort of shoes when you do have them. Meanwhile, a person with the extreme opposite philosophy might become irritated if he ever has to travel in less than a first-class airplane seat or stay in less than a five-star hotel or drink sub $500 per bottle wine. By experimenting with voluntary discomfort, we learn to appreciate far more of our life and can be content with a much simpler and more wholesome one. Quote, the more pleasures a man captures, the more masters he will have to serve, unquote. Nature itself told the Stoics what conditions they should learn to appreciate as humans since they realized we are all in fact an integral part of nature. In Mustachian terminology, All of these thoughts relating to adapting your comfort level to embrace nature are collectively referred to as badity. But there's much more to the philosophy than sitting around trying to be happy with what you've got. Stoics believe that the main purpose of our productive energy is to fulfill all of our life's obligations to our best ability and to help our fellow humans. So a Stoic is actually a hardworking person who enjoys the feeling of hard work, even extremely hard work, as it just falls into the voluntary discomfort slash city category described earlier. Rewarding social interactions are a specialty of the Stoic. They believe that humans are social animals at the core, and thus we must exercise this part of our personality to maintain a balanced happiness. But at the same time, it is not rational to have any interest in fame or social status 
since these are fleeting indulgences rather than sources of true happiness. When we encounter insults from other people, we must deal with them with reason rather than anger. Either the insult is true, in which case we should be grateful for the insulter for pointing out this area in which we could improve, or it is false, in which case we should pity the insulter for his lack of accurate perception. Either way, an insult is nothing to get upset about. In the case of a true f**kwit who not only insults us, but manages to commit major injustices to us, the best revenge is simply to live an even better life while refusing to be like that person. I've actually been through a major encounter with one of these TFs, and while my initial anger took over a year to subside, I'm happy to report that I am now exacting my revenge more thoroughly each day. The core of all of these tricks and techniques is to let reason triumph over your reflexive emotions. By understanding human emotions and motivations as thoroughly as possible, Stoics are able to bend our evolutionary programming and use it for the purpose of attaining a ridiculous amount of happiness rather than its original purpose, which is to survive and reproduce successfully. For example, our insatiable desire for more of everything is not a moral failing on the part of humans, it's a natural evolutionary program just as simple as a programming that makes even you raise an eyebrow when you see an unusually curvaceous and sexy butt. Ancestors of ours who were insatiable and always wanted more mates, more children, more food, more social standing, and more security against predators and enemies were quite simply the ones who got to produce the largest number of surviving children. But while insatiability did historically lead to more children, it does not lead to more happiness in a modern life. For happiness, you have to trick yourself into being happy with the things you've got. Last in my own miniature summary of Stoicism, I'd like to point out the difference between pleasure and happiness. An alternative philosophy called hedonism suggests that to have the best life, you simply maximize pleasure. But Stoics reject that since pleasure is just one dimension of true happiness. Eating cupcakes is pleasurable, as is sleeping in, drinking wine, and watching TV. Higher level pleasures might be had by driving a fancy car for the first few times, receiving compliments from important people, or having millions of people ask for your autograph but each pleasure very rapidly wears out if overused and the hedonist is left scrambling desperately higher up the pyramid of earthly pleasures until he runs out of money or health. Meanwhile, by focusing on happiness, the underlying signal delivered by pleasure, the stoic can make it a much more consistent and tranquil companion in his life. In our society, as well as those thousands of years ago, the stoics is truly the one who has got it going on. And these days, he ends up becoming much richer as an almost trivial side benefit. You just listened to part two of the post titled, What is Stoicism and How Can It Turn Your Life to Solid Gold? by Mr. Money Mustache of mrmoneymustache.com. So that finishes up this post and have a very happy Friday. I'll catch you over the weekend where your optimal life awaits.